Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Cultured Nerd Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. We're talking Mandalorian Season 3. James Gum debunks rumors on Twitter in real time. Also, HBO's Last of Us just dropped. Let's get to it. Hit that transition card. Hit that transition card. Yep. So obviously we don't have the new intro made yet, but uh, we're working on it. We are working on it. So we thought that'd be a little funny just to have a little placeholder and uh, that's about it. <laughs> also, jo- working on it right now, joining us from those mean streets, uh, uh, the beautiful number three. Everyone welcome Prime the Godfather. What's up, everybody? <laughs> it's going to be a great, great show. Y'all might as well just get ready for this. This is going to be, gonna be great. a great show. Taylor's <laughs> going to be riding that cough button and mutant button. Poor Taylor is, is living your best life, but you have you are sacrificing to be here with us this evening. You can't see at home. He's doing everything he can to speak. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I have uh, whatever my cold was that started. Uh, I get booted. Um, uh, whatever my cold was that started on New Year's, um, it got better and then it turned into a sinus infection and now I've got a sinus infection. So I'm just, I'm, I'm super happy with life right now. So it's just, it's the best. It's, it's you, you, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate sacrificing your body and your health to be here so that we can talk about all of these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, here we are, (laughs) but, um, so uh, let's kind of get right into, I mean, obviously we're doing this as a live show. Um, y'all get us for an hour. And during this hour, we're going to talk about our three topics first. And then I fully expect everyone to derail us with questions as we go on. Um, first things first, uh, The Mandalorian dropped a uh, new trailer. Was it Monday or Tuesday? Monday, I think. It was Monday. And this uh, new trailer was dropped on, was it like Monday Night Football, I think. And... Um, it was kind of everything that everyone wanted. Like it showed uh, Reef Karga now being the king of Navarro. Um, it showed this really cool uh, memorial statue to IG-11 standing on the, the, the heads of stormtroopers, which I thought was a pretty nice touch. Um, you saw Coruscant. That was fun. Um, a nice flashback of Order 66. So we're going to see more Grogu origins. And then we um, we got, um, was it the, uh, the Ranger of the Republic, that one guy from the last season? Uh, basically tell Mando that he doesn't know what's coming. And to me, that means uh, the First Order is getting finally set up. And we're actually going to get some some stuff with the First Order. I think that'd be a lot of fun to see. Because um, I was telling Michael before the show, um, I think the biggest problem that a lot of people had with the sequels is that they didn't have enough groundwork laid. And I think when people first saw the prequels, they, they critiqued the crap out of the prequels. And then once Clone Wars came out and all the other uh, spinoffs that kind of fleshed out all of that, um, people were a lot more forgiving of the Clone Wars because you now had a lot more context to what was happening. So I think um, now that they're properly setting up the sequels, I want more. I want more setup. I want like an animated prequel show that like that's way better than Star Wars Resistance, that weird one season show where this pilot is like stranded in the ocean and like street racing with some other pilot. Like it was, it was, I don't know how it was tied like obviously, like the, the end of the the ending half of each season, they like tied it into episode seven. But I want like an animated prequel style. Like here's Luke's early days of starting the the Jedi 
the Jedi Academy. Here's Kylo Ren when he was still Ben Solo. Here's him being corrupted by Snoke. Here, like, I want to see that context so that when we see the movies again, you're like, oh, I like this better now because it gives you more. Well, we didn't get that because they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, they jerked the wheel so hard on that, you know, and went in so many different directions. I think they can pad it out and make it good now. But I just feel like Star Wars needs a James Gunn. They need somebody that's going to be like, put all of these things together and where is this all building towards? And, and The Mandalorian like feels like um, that show. Yeah, in this comment, I want Old Republic, damn it, similar tone to Andor. And I, I agree, like Andor, we were talking before, Andor was probably one of the biggest highlights of, of the show, of, of, of the Star Wars, like the recent Disney acquisition, like Mandalorian and Andor are probably like the, the upper tier of storytelling. And I think, man, like with Andor, what made it so fun was that it was gritty, it was real, it was dark, and it didn't pull punches. It obviously it was it was a little on the slow side, but they they world built the crap out of that show, and that's what made it fun. To the listeners like, at home, yeah. Jay Stu has now joined us. You will hear his <laughs> voice in a little bit. Don't be confused; he snuck in the shadows like the Batman symbol that is behind us. <laughs> Jay, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing, guys? Are you a Star Wars guy? Are you <clears throat> excited by this Mandalorian news? I, okay, listen. I'm 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 a casual. I'm a casual. Um but I I agree with everything that I've heard thus far. Um uh especially with 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 Andor. I think the best thing about Andor is that it completely avoids fan service, which is the has been the detriment of uh the disney the era star yeah. wars <clears throat> um there's a, a comment here that's pretty straightforward um like he, he's right i mean mando is has been fun it's been great but it's a lot more fan service it's very much fan service and andor was very much the quality that we were always hoping for mm -hmm. um to me like uh rogue one is like Probably their best movie, like agreed of the Disney era. Yeah, of the I, Disney I era. Yeah, their best movie of the Disney era. I don't um, feel like the Mandalorian is overly fan servicey because the overly fan service version of that show was the Bubble Fett show, Bubble Fett. which was not what anybody wanted, but it clicked all the boxes. It did, right? And they were like, you know, what do you want? And they gave it to everybody, but it didn't feel good. But that to me felt like it was like, this is just for you guys. Like all these people are around. So we made the show for you. Like, I think we talked about it last time where I, I kind of, I say that like what kind of makes or breaks a lot of these things for me is like three or four bad choices. Like with Indiana Jones, three or four bad choices made that kingdom of the crystal skull. Just not great. Could have been great. If you omit those few scenes, it's a great movie. But um, with book of Boba Fett, I think, um, the inclusion of the weird hipster street bike gang, I thought was just stupid. They're but called they're, modders because in the 60s, care. that's what they called when they would mod their bikes. I don't care. They were dumb. And that, that useless twirl the kid did, he's like, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell, dude? Just, just kneel and shoot. Why'd you have to do this like stylized spin? Like it's nonsense. But um, I do, I, Tamora Morrison's comments about how he wanted, um, uh, he wants to tell the story of OG Boba Fett and like when Boba Fett was a monster like I would love to see like Boba Fett season two 
the dark years and just like a whole season of him just like murdering people and taking in their heads for bounties like i want it i don't you know i i i don't have faith in disney right now to do that show and the reason why i don't have faith, i think if they get the I know, there but you have to have a character that doesn't speak like even speaks less like it has to be very stylized you know what i mean yeah. like the adventures need to be dark and gritty and maybe not everything is the same length but it needs to feel I'm just tired of these in-between shows like yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi is this lost bad Star Wars movie because they didn't want to make it a movie. So they didn't give it the movie treatment. So we got this weird TV show where a bunch of choice, right? Three or four bad choices, right? That ruined that show. And it happens pretty early in that show where I feel like Andor, we get to just sit in the uncomfortableness of that world. Just be there and the problems and what's going on. Um, and people do actions that are true to their characters. So I don't know. I feel like they just need to figure out who that person is before we greenlit something yeah. like that. And see, like I, we've talked before, like The Last Jedi is an extremely divisive movie. Um, but to extremely. me, but I think I, I liked a lot of Prime, is I that thought. you saying you don't like that movie? No, I said it's extremely divisive. The Last yeah. Jedi, extremely divisive. Like there's a lot of stuff that I did like about that movie. I'm not going to lie, but there were some really, really dumb decisions. Like Finn could have like died a hero and had this like epic hero's journey, but then Rose and her stupid ass comment about, we don't win wars by killing our enemies. I'm like, no, that's exactly how you, that's win exactly wars. how you win wars. <laughs> that's what war is. Like war is no mercy. What is wrong with you? I, w I felt like her character was the, the writer, the director, like, just standing on a soapbox and lecturing fans of war. Um, I'm not sure if you've you've watched Yellowstone, Michael. I love the show and I think it's it's fantastic. Um, in the most recent season of Yellowstone, there was this one scene where um, the main guy is now the governor. Spoilers, sorry everybody. Um, it's like the most popular show on the planet. So if you don't know what's happening, I'm sorry. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, he's the governor now, and he's in this like meeting, and there's this like uh, like uh, what, what do they call like environmentalist guy who's basically saying uh, you can't uh, do a pipeline here because of the negative impact on uh, the the muskrats in this area. Um, and he's like, okay, but why do you want to put a solar field? He's like, oh, the studies show that the, 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 uh, the oil, uh, oil line will cause damage. You're like, but we didn't do a study for the solar panels. He's like, do you not think that leveling this entire field to put up solar panels is worse <laughs> And he's like, and he, and he says, he's like, I'm not sure if it's what's more scary is that you don't understand the difference or you believe that there's a difference. And to me, that's kind of like, that's how I felt about Star Wars, uh, episode seven, episode eight, sorry, The Last Jedi. Was there are certain moments where uh, obviously the, the director, he kind of went very preachy, like with Rose's whole, like, we got to save the horses, but let's leave all the slave kids behind. Um, I'm like, what? But does that feel? But like horses feel so Star Wars to me. Those prequel movies have lots of goofy stuff in them because George Lucas likes goofy stuff. So like right. that whole Casino World was awful. But I was like, I bet George Lucas was like loving this. I bet he's like playing no, I mean, games. I, I definitely liked the. I loved Canto Bite. I thought that was a fantastic sequence until this whole like monologue about how oh uh, when I was a uh, when I was a slave baby they they tortured the horses and. When we got away, I just wanted to free the horses. So they, they freed the horses, but left all the slave kids behind. And I'm like, what? I, 
don't feel that that message, the the anti-war message of Star Wars, I like being introduced into the universe of Star Wars. Yeah. I like that our characters that are supposed to be warrior monks who murdered a bunch of people for a whole bunch of movies are now being like, oh, wait, maybe what was our original thesis? What were we supposed to be doing in all of this? Yeah. Both sides profit off this war thing. They, You mean the bad, the good guys might like, I no, was I, okay with that. Thing. I liked all of that. I, I thought right. that was fantastic. I just, there were certain aspects of um, even, even uh, uh, Mark Hamill said that he fundamentally disagreed with Ryan Johnson on every aspect of, of what Luke did. Yeah. He said Luke was not the character that would just say, I'm done and disappear for 20 years. He would be, he would be gone maybe six months, regroup, and then be like, I have to do this right. He would just shut himself off. Um, obviously, uh, Obi-Wan and, and Yoda did that, but they were being hunted. Luke wasn't being hunted. So the, he fundamentally disagreed with everything, but he even said that George Lucas's Star Wars ended at episode three. And that was the Star Wars that he loved. And everything from then on was something different. And he just believed, he's like, I, I just, it's a new Star Wars. So I just gotta, I just gotta be okay with this new take. I, I will say this, but some of the Star Wars films after episode six, I, I just say the Luke, I just say the Lucas trilogy. Yeah. And I'll say everything after that. When you look at some of the other ones, a lot of people fail to realize is that some of these movies that they did adapt, did adapt from the books. But a lot of people really did not know anything about it because they didn't read the books. But Star Wars fans will actually say, well, it's like, well, why don't you do a lot of stuff from the books? Well, I think a lot of um, real hardcore Star Wars fans is really talking about the real, real, the real, um, real mature books, not yeah. the little, you know, I didn't read all the Star Wars books and people been giving me hip on some of the books. Now, I didn't read them. I heard about them. I can't recollect them, but they told me about them. But yeah. that's where people want to, you know, go with too. But some of the things that they did say, and from what I've known, I'm talking about from hardcore Star Wars fans. So they, you know, and then when I go back and I read this, you know, not read it, but I watched, you know, The Last Jedi, you know, episode, I guess, what's that? Episode, what is that? One, two, and three. Of course, you know, some of the other ones. Like I say, I'm in Star Wars. I'm not. I'm a Star Wars fan, not a hardcore fan. I'll put it like yeah. that. So, but even, but even that, when George Lucas made his prequel trilogy, he did like flat out like give a middle finger to the expanded universe in its own way. Okay. Because when he made, uh, when he made those movies, he ignored what some of the other people had written in their books, and like the the clone army wasn't a clone of Jango Fett, and now Jango Fett's a character. Boba Fett is a clone of his dad. Like that was all. Everyone who read those books was like, "What? Wait, what?" We we're all equally confused. Totally okay. heard you. He, this is, he made all this. This came out of his head. If yeah, he did. wants to do something else with it. <laughs> I watched that People vs. George Lucas documentary. And at the end of the day, George Lucas can do whatever he wants to at his house. Put up walls, take walls down, make clone walls, whatever he wants to do. Oh, Taylor is broken. But on the same, on the same note, like, I, I agree with that. Like, George Lucas, that's his baby. Like, um. He allowed people to make the expanded universe. He allowed them to write their stories, and then he took what he liked and he retconned what he didn't. One of the uh, the big ones from episode two again was originally in like the eighties and early nineties. Um, Owen Lars was Obi Wan's brother, and they're like, "Wait, he's Anakin's stepbrother now?" Like a lot of people who grew up with the expanded universe were like, 
they're actually related. Mm. What? Like, it was kind of a scratch your head moment, but now everyone's just kind of okay with it. They're like, it makes sense that he's his actual uncle. But it also puts a bigger right. target on his back because, oh, my, my brother now has a kid. Oh, I should go visit them. Oh, wait, that gets strong with the force. You know? I'll ask, I'll ask everybody here, though. I'll ask everybody here, though. How many seasons would you like the Mandalorian show to go? And do, you feel, and do you feel it should end in a movie? Because th th these characters aren't going to go away. But eventually, Grogu can't be Grogu no more. And we got to do a time jump. And I don't think you do that in necessarily in the show. But how many years do you think we do this? Or Disney keeps baby Grogu forever. Like, we get nine more seasons of him being a baby. Uh, I mean, we kind of already see him growing a bit. In this new trailer, we saw him. He's using the force now. He's accessing his memories. We've seen I've never seen it, Order 66. But he still looks like a puppy. He's still he's still he's a tiny little baby. Yoda was 900 years old. Grogu's right. like 55. Right. So I think he's gonna look like a puppy for another hundred years. For, for a while. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Do we want to see him when he's a toddler? I want to see him talk. I hope this season he talks at least once. Like But I'm gonna tell you, I would tell you this. They know that. I'm still going to call him Baby Yoda. I understand it's Grogu, but everybody refers to him as Baby Yoda. But I would say this. They're going to milk it as long as they can because well, it's money. Yeah, because I mean, we know that season three is coming out in March. Head. And we know that they're writing season four right now, but they haven't said anything beyond season four. Okay. That's, so, that's what I was saying. I would think if they do uh, what he was, Michael's question, yeah, I would say season five would be, I think that will be enough. Because if they already looking at season four, I would say going to season five, that would be enough. And then probably go into a movie aspect because Grogu will probably be a little bit older by then. And I then just put it in a theater aspect, you know, because yeah. like I said, they want to milk it as much as they can. Because if you, I don't think views is going to fall because the Mandalorian is just so, it's a very popular show. Yeah. But if they decide, since it's so popular, they could go theatrical with it. They could. They really could and make a very, very big profit off of it. They just got to so, do something to wipe the bad, the other bad movies out of people's mouths. And I don't know if they do something new and they set up for a new thing or if they just give like the finale piece of like everyone's like, that's exactly what I wanted. I just don't know which way they do it because they kind of re – I mean that's the universe. The fact that Star Wars, you know, they had this big plan for it. It was supposed to be a movie every year and it's like that's all off the table. And now it's like maybe we can get one more show? Maybe? Yeah, I mean, what we know now is that we have uh, the the Ahsoka Tano show coming out, yes. which is essentially going to be a sequel to Star Wars Rebels. Um, we have that they've already casted um, Ezra Bridger, they've casted uh, uh, Sabine, they've casted a bunch of characters from that show, and um, rumors are saying that they're going to access the Nexus of the Force in that show as well. That was the episode where she like essentially time traveled and saw like alternate realities. And I think that would be like a really fun story arc where she like sees what would have happened if Anakin didn't betray. Like there's like a whole episode dedicated to like, what if Anakin didn't turn to the dark side? But, so you're telling me there's a chance that at a certain point, the flash can create a flash paradox to reset the universe where Luke cares about everybody. And <laughs> Kylo Ren ain't a little bitch anymore. We yeah. can finally get this right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I wish. Um, but I think probably like initially what they were planning on doing was having like, uh, the uh, Mando, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and the the now canceled Rangers of the New Republic, 
those were all supposed to be going on at the same time and eventually leading to a crossover movie. Now that they've canceled the Rangers of the New Republic, we now, so we have Boba Fett season two maybe happening. It got its number, so it probably should happen. And we know Tamar Morrison was recently seen rehearsing lines in his uh, bathing suit on the beach. People were like, what's he doing? Why is he saying Boba Fett? What's he doing? And they're like, so he, it's like the writing's on the wall. But I think they're probably like, maybe after season four, do like this big crossover movie and then like be done. Because I think that's kind of what they- They, they defeat do. the first incarnation of the first order. I, they... I think they take down Admiral Thrawn and then his, the power vacuum that from his defeat leads into the creation of the first order. That's what I would, that's my guess. Because I asked Taylor very early on if this would attract Adam Driver back. Because I loved Kylo Ren. I felt like he was this great new addition to Star Wars that they just never figured out what to do with. Yeah. Right? He was this puzzle piece in all these movies and he never got to shine. And it's like, I'm ready for that emo guy just crying and killing people with his cool lightsaber <laughs> for an hour. Yeah. I loved him all the way up until, until, uh, first time. Uh, Right, right. I, I I loved them all the way up until uh, Rise of Skywalker. In that movie, I was like, yeah, I, I could I could do without that. But um, him in, in Force Awakens and Last Jedi, he was he he was it. I like I liked him. It was fun. I, mean, I, I liked him a lot, and uh, and he was really fun in the Last Jedi. Like he was like the, yeah. the, the shine of that movie was yeah everything he did. You, he was at his I peak. gotta rewatch them all. I gotta rewatch them all. Well, he got to, yeah, he got to be. They, they, they expanded his power. I mean, I don't know. He's mm -hmm. very powerful. He's doing yes. crazy stuff. And the only person yeah. that could do more crazy stuff is Luke, which is another thing I like about that movie. Other than you know, he went to that planet, was sucking off blue milk, and you know, forgot about everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Star Wars is this world with a lot of fingers in the kitchen let's go over to one person's kitchen what did james gunn talk about on twitter so uh the other week there was a rumor that uh, jacob elordi was uh secretly being cast as superman he was a, been a fan favorite for a while and this um and every time this guy's name come up i can't remember what his name is now um he dropped this exclusive scoop and said this is happening um the last five exclusive scoops he's dropped have all been debunked very quickly so i don't know why people keep believing him um, but he, um, I think that's honestly why Superman Film News, when they reported it, didn't cite him because they're like, he's not reliable, but let's just run this. Um, they ran it and then James Gunn went to Twitter right off the bat. My thoughts are that no one has been cast as Superman yet. Casting, as is almost always the case with me, will happen after the script is finished or close to being finished. And it isn't. We'll announce a few things in not too long, but the casting of Superman will not be one of them. So again, that's kind of the normal practice. Like when the projects get announced, obviously Superman is coming. When they announce it, they will announce it and the target date and they say casting will start soon or, uh, and that's where it kind of goes. But we now have 13 days left of this month. And yep. that means within the next 13 days, James Gunn is gonna reveal some of his details. Could be the mm -hmm. next few days, could be next week, but he's got 13 days to do it. What do you think plausibly and I open this to everyone in the room. What do you think he says? Do you think we get a number of movies? Do you think we get one big project? Do you think we get a sprinkling of things? Um, I, I think I think we get um, a combination of those things. I, I think we get one big project. 
and some sprinkles here and there. Uh, do you consider the next Batman movie, the next Batman movie, which we know is going to happen, do you consider that a big announcement? No. They've already no. announced it. Yeah, I know, but he could... But, right, but that's the thing. He could be like, here's a, here's the Robin suit. Here's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's well, things, again, there's things... Matt Reeves has even said that he hasn't even finished writing it yet, so things yeah. definitely change. Um, on that note, uh, another thing that came up was that uh, Matt Reeves had, had basically said that he and James Gunn sat down and confirmed that the Batman franchise is 100% separate than the, what he's doing with the DCU. So everyone who's trying to shoehorn those two projects together, that sucks, but it's, again, standalone. That was a really two-minute conversation. You know that my movie's not in your universe? Oh, that's totally fine. Great, let's have dinner. Okay, great. <laughs> totally <laughs> done. Matt, he wants I mean, nothing to do with that. I mean, it's amazing how how many people are just speculating on what they're trying to. They want this to be a way that they want it to be so bad, and just mm -hmm. not realizing that this is going to be something built from the ground up. Yeah. And this is prop. And and from what I'm seeing, from all the information that's been provided and what James Gunn is putting out there, he's going to make a DC universe. I'm talking about a real, full fledged DC universe. I said I said it before. Since he's doing everything with Superman, the material that he's that he's getting uh, Superman from, he's doing a good job. He's getting it from Grant Morrison. So yeah. I mean, I mean he's doing a good job. Show, even like yesterday morning, was it? He posted this uh, this tweet: "The secret to happiness is starting the morning with a coffee and a comic book." He's got his coffee, yeah. and what book was he there reading? All Superman Star for Superman. all seasons. Oh, was it All yeah. Star? Or is it Superman for all seasons? It's All Star. All Star okay. Superman, which All -Star. is one of the greatest Superman stories Superman's, ever. Yes. Written. Yeah, yes. All Star Superman. For those who don't know, is like the the culmination of Superman's life and career, and it's kind of like a hodgepodge of every Easter egg you could possibly think of. But it mm -hmm. goes down to the core of what Superman is as a character. Mm -hmm. And yeah. throughout this this book, I mean, there's obviously like, um, I mean, just go, just go watch the movie. It's fantastic. Um, it's like 90 minutes. Just check it out. It's it's worth watching. Um, but it it does this really cool bit with um his between his relationship with lois the at odds between mm -hmm. him and lex um his place that, in the universe the maximum of his powers book is six issues correct there's six there's six arcs to it six so. books yes i, I believe so yeah. yeah he got the big book if we were if they were to do a movie they can probably do two of them together yeah. Right. Like maybe two, maybe may three feels like a lot for a two and a half hour movie. If, what two? What two would you want to see? I don't I mean, think he's going to adapt it at all. To be honest, I think he's going to take the characterization as an inspiration. But mm -hmm. I think that his like it's going to if in the same sense that James Gunn is going to adapt All Star Superman the same that Matt Reeves adapted yeah. Long Halloween. Sure, like heard it's got a couple similarities, and that's it. Um, yeah. I love the first comment on that. Not sure whether I'm relieved Gunn is a fan of All-Star Superman or word that he's only started reading it. And he responded, I've read it many, many times. <laughs> he never read it to us. And he just rehashing and just going over it. Yeah. Just to give me, and that's the crazy part. Now, I will not be surprised even if he's reading All-Star Superman. I will not if he does do action comics from the New 52. And that is good as well. So mm -hmm. what I'm saying is is that what he's doing, which a lot of people are not understanding, if, if this goes the way that I'm thinking that it's going to go, we are going to have a great ride with yeah. this. 
because he's going to take his time and going to build this. And then what I'm thinking, what he's going to present, I might be a little bit, I might be a little bit overwhelmed and might, I might, I might go a little bit overboard when I say this, but Mm -hmm. that I know is fake, but what if it is a possibility he might show that some of it? What if there's a possibility that picture that came out and it's supposed to be a leak of what supposed to be there. Now think about it. The Superman that he's putting out is the last son. Now I know that he's probably going to call it the last son. Then um, what was it? What was on that, that, that leak picture? It was uh, the green lanterns, green arrow, the teen Titans. And um, the justice league was like way last. So let's just say he presented three out of that. And it, it was absolutely true. That would be phenomenal. Because if you think about it, if he's going to build a universe with Superman, what if he's going to do Superman and Teen Titans at the same time? We don't know what he'll do. Mm-hmm. But and, and yeah. I like, and, and what you were talking about from this leaked, which I did not see, but we're talking about images. Even though there's no actors... If he shows a Green Lantern, like, right, if he shows three pictures, the same right, thing. three pictures, we see the Superman S, we see a Green Lantern ring on a, bla- on a black piece of velvet, we see the ring, and then we see Teen Titan Tower, then we see uh, gr- uh, one, one bloody green arrow sticking out of a cement, I mean, any of that stuff, those benchmarks would be amazing. And it doesn't necessarily say where they're going, but to just know what tentpole things. And if they got to flush out that universe, they got to flush it out fast. We got to touch on Earth stuff, space stuff, alien stuff, magic stuff, demon. Like it's just, it's, mm-hmm. DC's got so much to then catch up on. Marvel is now barely getting into their metaphysical type stuff. Well, I mean, DC got too much stuff. And that's what I'm saying. But. Let's just say I'm just going with the leak. I just said a possibility. I put the tweet out there. I put a whole thread of it and thinking what the source material would be, what's the possibilities of, I put a whole thread of it. It's it's on there. It's a whole thread. So, but my idea, my thing is this, if James Gunn is going to do it in this format and I, and, and if he does this, he's doing, he's doing, he's starting out real good. Even though he's going to do the all-star Superman, what if he really does go back? to certain elements of the golden age of DC going into the silver age, because it's so much material there before we even get to infinite crisis of continuity. Even if he does, if he decides to do it that way, he got some role in here. He really does because it's the continuity just from that. It's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's just, it's decades of stories. It is so much. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I, I think um, the only thing, right? But I, 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 uh, I, I criticize James Gunn a lot for some of his comedic choices in in his in, in his yeah. in his filmmaking. But once I heard that he was made the the uh, the co CEO of, of of DC Studios, I I had I had full confidence in him because although I don't necessarily agree with some of the comedic choices that he makes Same. i i have to give credit where credit is due he understands comics and he understands character 
um guardians of uh, guardians of the galaxy nobody knew who they were uh with well the, the nerds knew who they were but as far as the you know the the general public the average moviegoer they didn't know who the guardians of the galaxy were yeah. i didn't even know who they were and i'm a nerd yeah, <laughs> and now star lord Groot, rocket gamora nebula they're household names and it's because he understood the, he understood the characters. He 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 can take characters and take certain aspects of stories that you wouldn't necessarily care about and make you care about them. So if he can do that with unknown characters, imagine what he can do with the Justice League. Imagine what he can do with Teen Titans. Imagine what he can do with Green Lantern. The possibilities are endless. The lore, just going back on what you said, Prime, the lore for DC is so big and so grand and so dense. It is, it, 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 I get excited just thinking about it. And it pains me to see so much backlash over the choices that he's making. I get it. We're, we're mourning the, the Snyderverse, but like Taylor has said many times before, the Snyder the Snyderverse has died a thousand deaths, and we've been mourning the Snyderverse ever since 2015. If we're being honest, yep, and it's been death. It's been death by a million cuts. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It just it was just a little bunch of little shank, 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 and it just died. Yeah, and you know we 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 as a fan base, we we just keep trying to to uh uh what's what's the thing that, that they use in the the heart paddles the, yeah the, the, the paddles yeah clear yeah and it's like it, it's done like the it, we it, the snyderverse has has flatlined and 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 snyder has moved on and and i and i saw what you said earlier prime um if if we are really fans if y'all really love zack snyder support his new stuff like yeah. so you can still give him support you don't have to support the old stuff we got a fantastic trilogy and we don't necessarily we don't necessarily need to expand on that. What I what I would I like to see that? Obviously, I would like to see that, but we don't need it. We got a fantastic trilogy, and I think we got some great things to look forward to with James Gunn. James Gunn is is a is a nerd and he is a competent filmmaker. He knows what he is doing. He went into this knowing that it was going to be black backlash. Regime changes are never fun. Power shifts are never fun. We have to, I, I, and I said this in TCN rundown. We got, we got to think about things pragmatically. We got to get out of out of our fan mind space and think about things logically and and pragmatically because not not everything that um that that would would please us is going to make business sense. It's got if it's it's got it's got to it's got to make business sense before anything. So, I think once once fans realize that they'll be a little bit more open to what James Gunn is, is doing, and and he got he got a lot riding on him on these these in these next two weeks because he said January we got what thir- 13, 13 days left. Yeah. So he 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 gonna have to he gonna have to give us something. So like I said. I don't think he's gonna let the the entire genie out of the bottle, but I think there's gonna be uh, at least one big tempo tempo project, and 
um, a, a, a few sprinkles of of TV shows and and, and smaller micro budget uh, blockbusters. I think I know a cupcake in all of this. One of the things he talked about was integrating his stories in other mediums. I wouldn't be surprised if we got an announcement of a video game project of a mm-hmm. James Gunn approved story project that introduces, I don't think Superman, but maybe another character, maybe a league of characters. You know, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm I'm thinking about like, well, what else can you do in the same time it's going to take? These take a long time. I wouldn't be surprised. And maybe it's something involved like a fighting game, like maybe not necessarily injustice, but maybe we see like, here's some heroes that we're thinking about are looking like this. And here's a, a, a story or something like that. So I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see something that's not all cinema based. Yeah, I, I would say I agree. It, it would, it would be this. If it is a video game and you're making a good point, Mike, with mm-hmm. the video game thing, because I know Tyler has something to say, but I want to say this. I want to say this point. The success of the video games under DC, we already know Batman is successful. We know that. That's that's not a problem. The one that's going to kick it off is when Wonder Woman jumps. When that Wonder yeah. Woman game comes out, that's the one that everybody's going to have to come out and support. And if James Gunn does, and he wants to bring out another DC game, it has to be a Superman game. I don't care what you do. I don't care what it is. It has to be a Superman game. And for the people that don't know, there have been a lot of people that have been putting up from that, 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 um, I can't even think of the engine. It'll come to me in a minute, but they've been putting up that footage of that Superman in that new engine. If, uh, if that's what happened to happen, that would be absolutely fantastic. And you could do some other DC, um, some other DC games as well, but Superman has to be foremost. You know, and if you're I doing a trinity, that's what you want to do. That's the main thing of what needs yeah, to be I think done. after what, like 20 years, they have to make a successful Superman game. Like it's it's overdue. I was yeah. I was about I was about to say, is there any Superman video game that is of note? There are a couple, and they're trash. Right? Like there's that Superman there's one 64. Good, well, no, well, there's there's a Superman <laughs> game. There's a Superman game for the Super NES that like looks good, but it's like you know punch. You know you can only do so it's much. The NES, right? <laughs> it's a red. Yeah, yeah. Then there's right. the the Nintendo 64 one. He was in the he was he's played he's a fighting character in Injustice, but like there was also the Superman Returns game, which was cool on premise, but really poor execution. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing. I mean, no, the only not thing like a that, good that game. Incorporated Superman in any game was I would say DC Universe. Yep. Um, of course, Injustice, and then I forget the name of the of the mobile game. There was a mobile game that you be Superman and you flying around and you doing all type of tactics. And I can't remember the game. I have to look it up. But those probably the only games where Superman is incorporated that are actually fun. Yeah, and well, not only fun, but it was um it was done well. I'll put it like that. But all the other ones, yeah. No. <laughs> So let's um let's shift a little bit because we still have more to talk about. <clears throat> um, The Last of Us premiered this last Sunday. 
And for those who um, mm-hmm. Michael hasn't watched it yet, but he already said we're fair game to talk spoilers, so that's totally cool. You're fair game to talk about it. I'm. I feel. Here's what I feel. A bunch of people played this game, and they all told their girlfriend and wives and boyfriends, "Hey, you got to watch this with me. Its numbers are going to do great. <laughs> it's going to have a big reveal, and everyone's going to be shocked about the story of a video game that everyone's already played and already knows what's going to happen." Uh, I um, wish nothing but success for this show. But I feel like the point of this is to play the game. Shouldn't people just go play the game? Kind of. I mean, you can get it done faster than watching the season every week. Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) But um, The Last of Us drew probably, it uh, allegedly, it's the second highest um, numbers that they've ever seen on HBO Max, right beneath House of Dragon. Um, It dropped uh, 4.7 million viewers across uh, HBO and HBO Max, which is pretty rad for the premiere. Um, And... Uh, the only, like I said, the only thing that's ever done better than that was House of the Dragon, which dwarfed what Game of Thrones was pulling in. Um, fantastic news. Right. But does this surprise anybody that the people who play video games have a console to then watch your video game? Like the fact that HBO's numbers are so good, that's people's yeah. moms watching that show. Yeah. I know who's yes. watching this show. Yeah. They all have PS5s. They're all, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm glad that yeah. this show is doing well. Why are people shocked by those numbers? Because video game adaptations have been historically pretty poor. Um, yeah. The the to me, the only successful video game adaptation I've seen in recent years was Detective Pikachu. It was the only one that did shit on the canon and didn't reinvent the wheel. Everything else, including Mortal Kombat, took some major deviations from the source material and did some weird stuff. But HBO was the smartest thing they ever could have done was hire the writer for the games as one of the writers of the show. Having Neil Druckmann in there writing and making sure everything was kosher to his original game, beautiful. Chef How kiss. crazy that you, the guy who wrote the video game, you had to write the show and everything yeah. lights up great. Yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't they think of this sooner? And it's funny because I saw a meme today when we were getting ready for this and it's a, the top screen was a, a video game fan seeing the success of of uh, The Last of Us, and then remembering how poorly they did Uncharted. <laughs> like, it was really funny. I'm like, yeah. It's exactly. A, it's, exactly it's, a, it's amazing. It's a good thing you said that, Tyler, because I played Uncharted, and then you watch the movie, I'm like, this has nothing, nothing like the game whatsoever. The sad part is, the post credit scene for Uncharted should have been the whole movie, because that dynamic that they had <laughs> was from the game. When I was watching this, I'm like, how did they get it right at the end but fail all the way to it. It's like failing every assignment and then acing the final. And I'm like, what? I, I I will say this. I will say this. Even with that, and even with the Last of Us and what is done, I put it. I tell everybody like this: the ratings and everybody that's all the ratings and the all the critics and all the audience scores and everybody that's out there, they are not lying. I've watched it twice. And when I mean that, it's some context that they did that's better to put certain things into perspective. That's for more people so they can understand. But I am amazed. Because even when, even when, I'm going to say some spoilers, Michael, but when it's going to hit you differently, me telling you this, it's not going to really hit you until you watch it. When Sarah dies... That scene, see, that's that part still gets me. And even though I know it's mm-hmm. coming, 
Yeah. That scene is going to hit you. But can and we the talk way about that how... it's like it's, it's bit by bit. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Even but... when the part like with some of the dialogue. Go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but can we talk about how like they did the same thing they did at the game where they the episode starts and Sarah's the main character. And yeah. then when she dies, it shifts to Joel. And I'm like, fantastic. They did that right. Yes. But then they yeah. added so much more context to why Sarah's right. They right. also added some crazy Easter eggs explaining how the virus spread across the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was watching it, and at my second viewing, they made made a reference to uh, this this new virus spreading in Jakarta, and that Jakarta's largest import is flour. <laughs> and then the neighbor, the one that turns, was, was the only cookies. lady who was eating biscuits. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like it's the goddamn flour. Yes, the flower. What's great about this as well is it not only it not only fills out the world, but it's all canon. This is mm-hmm. all canon. Yeah, you know what I mean. And where what will be interesting is what if if things that are established in the show show up in The Last of Us Three. Well, the funny thing is the the Neil Druckmann said in his like press junkets recently that um, they are not going to deviate from the storylines. They're not going to change anything. Um, yes. They're going to flesh out some stuff, but it's going to be largely the same story. The ending of the game is still going to be the ending of the first season. Simple as that. And he said that if they make a second season, it'll be a one-to-one adaptation of The Last of Us Part Two. And he's never going to make a season that's not already a game. So the show might end with two seasons. And if they make a third one, they might do a third season. I'd be the point. best two seasons of television <laughs> ever made. Might be the pinnacle show that everyone's like, why don't they do this again? And this But thing, it's this funny because... You watch it and you're like, how many people have done all of this wrong before by not just doing the obvious? And I, I look firmly at, um, we talked about this a lot last year. I was really excited for Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. And my biggest gripe with the adaptation was that they got the musicians, they got the the blessing of the creator, they did all the right things, but they deviated so much of the storyline that it didn't even feel the same by the, the show ending. Um, I'm watching it I'm like, it's not hard to do the exact goddamn thing. Why? Why did you change this? Because watching yeah, it in the first episode. now it doesn't doesn't feel the same. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm legitimately worried about the Avatar show because the creators of the Avatar show. Yeah, I'm worried. Told Netflix to piss off because they don't want to be involved anymore, and that that's a huge red flag. Ah. I mean, if the creators of that show don't yeah. want to be involved in what Netflix is doing, that scares me. Do we also think that James Cameron is just going to rip off that Avatar show and Avatar 3 is going to be fire people and Avatar 4 will be earth people and then there will be one Avatar that can use all of the powers of the Na'vi? Yeah. I could see it. I, 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 I just keep... The more he keeps saying, like, well, the next one's, like, hint, I'm like, that feels like that other Avatar show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the next, book, the next movie is Book Fire... I swear to God, if Avatar 4 is the air, the, the way of the air, I'm just going to be like, fuck you, James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> See, they live in the clouds. They fly. They're different. They don't need us. They fly. Like, and mind you, uh, so the, Navi the, nomads. the movie, Avatar is expected to cross $2 billion by Saturday. So that's insane. It's going to be I thought it already reached $2 billion. No, it, it's it's now number five in the all-time grosses. It just beats uh, Spider-Man. It's going to beat, honestly, at five weeks, I think, by the time this movie's done at eight or ten weeks, it's kind of where they go. Has anybody be here like, seen it? I haven't yeah. watched it. I haven't had time. 
I've seen it. What uh, Avatar? It, you still ain't seen Avatar yet? I haven't seen I haven't Avatar yet. yet. Does it feel like a Disney attraction? No. It feels like a okay. piece of cinema. It doesn't feel like I'm going into a thing look, that's look, gonna. I'll put it to you. I'll, I'll put it to you like this: If you're going into Avatar, when you go into Avatar two, now I can't speak for everybody, but I'll say this: If you want the best experience, you need to watch it in 3D. Yes, that's just me. You need to watch it in 3D. That's the first thing. Okay. If you got an I, if you got an IMAX 3D, do that because yeah, because uh, that's that. what I saw. Right <laughs> now, when it comes down to the movie, all right. It's outstanding. Visually, it is phenomenal. I'm like, oh, man. But the story is well told. It has elements of family, survival, togetherness. Um, it has James, everything. But James Cameron doesn't reinvent the wheel on stories. He, you know right, what I mean? Right. He gives you nuts and bolts, mom and dad, here's the story. Right. But and see, I think the, everything, the same- everything, that James, everything that James Cameron was saying out in the media and what he's basically been saying, that's all PR. He was right. talking trash and talking mess so they can go see the movie. Yeah, and everything yeah. that he was talking about is pretty much not in the movie. Basically, everything yeah. in the movie is pretty much about family and survival. And and but you're but you're going to see things. It pretty much is going to link straight from the first one. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah. So um, if you haven't seen the first one, or you want to rehash something, if you sure. feel like it, watch the first one, then go into it. But it's a it's a it's a good it's a good movie. I'm just saying that for me, and I'm I'm very picky when it comes down to movies. And I want to go go see Avatar. Me and my girl went to go see it. We saw it together. She enjoyed the film. I was shocked. So my thing is, it's it's a real good movie, man. Go yeah, see it's, it. It's 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 very good. At, as far as visually, it is 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 stunning. It's it's one of the best looking movies ever. Um. It does take a little getting used to with with the the high frame rate because you know how you know how uh, Nolan films switch from IMAX to uh, regular widescreen. Yeah, yeah. The the A- Avatar Way of Water does that with frame rate. The it'll it'll go to sixty and then it go back to twenty four. So you, that takes a little bit of adjusting, but once you get used to it. That's, I played. That's I played that new Pokemon game day one. I'm totally fine with dropping frame okay. rates. It could be 20 <laughs> back there, whatever. I'm watching okay. a Pikachu battle. So, as far as the story, it's it is an improvement on the first one. Yeah. Oh, still, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not Dances with Wolves anymore. It's 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 not Dances with Wolves, but it it for me it's it it still left a few itches un, unscratched. Um. So, sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be uh, a three. So wh- no, while it while it is while it is a a very very good movie and definitely an improvement, it's not it's not perfect. So don't yeah, ex- don't perfect. expect your mind to be blown, but expect to have a good time. Yes. I don't know. Seeing the trailer and just that one shot of the guy like tightening the 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 reins on his sea donkey, like how realistic that looked. I was like, oh that my was real. God. That was real. Yeah, but it was it. Yeah, that yeah. that particular shot, that one shot was was real. They shot, they shot that. That was practical. half of it was real, half of it wasn't. But how it mm-hmm. looked photo real was like, okay, you mm-hmm. sold me. Like if I can't tell the difference of what part of this is CGI and what part is actual real, you you sold me. There it is. Oh, I'm telling that, you, man, that, it, in the background, you, it's thirty it, frames a second. That's the that's the CG stuff. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's 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 great. It's it's a okay. great film, man. You gonna have a good time, I, man. I, I, okay. I'm definitely going to watch it. I, I won't. I'm. I I wait till they get at home and I watch it. But I I I got my money's worth. I will tell you that. I, I got my yeah, money's sure. worth. It's it's a it's a good film, no doubt. All right, so we got and, about nine minutes left. I want to bring up two more things before we wrap up. Apparently, okay. uh, the comment section is not uh not. Throwing us anything, so I'm just gonna start talking about. Don't something blow I them up. They're enjoying our conversation. <laughs> I, I know, but I gave them the opportunity to ask all the questions, and no one's asking any questions. Well, that's that's fine. I it is what it is. Anyways, so the Power Rangers 30th anniversary uh, announced uh, on Netflix coming out in April. Uh, the the video, the trailer, two and a half minutes, kind of showed a bunch of nostalgic, uh, honestly, just some some fantastic uh, vibing old school Power Ranger stuff. And then among it, uh, this behind the scenes photo dropped uh, from that video. And uh, hmm. what I thought was. Uh, interesting was that's not him. Um, however, a lot of people are now speculating they're going to use stock footage, stock audio, and they're going to pay tribute to him with that role, um, which I think is just the best way to do it. Or better yet, have his daughter be that role. That would be fantastic. That would be just a wonderful thing to me because we have Steve Cardenas, the Red Ranger from the movie. We've got um, Catherine Sutherland, the, the yellow, the Pink Ranger from um, essentially like end of Mighty Morphin and then starting into Turbo. Mm -hmm. um, David Yost, the Blue Ranger, who's always been the Blue Ranger. Walter Jones, the Black Ranger, who's season one Black Ranger before uh, apparently casting a black guy as the Black Ranger was racist and they took him out. And then and um, the new character, uh, the actress who's the Yellow Ranger, is a character um, that is actually invented for this special. It's actually supposed to be Trini Kwan's daughter. Ooh. And that's how they're doing that. Um, the other like little behind-the-scenes details that I've been hearing that I think are pretty fantastic is this show is going to... Um, the Essentially, what's going to happen is the Power Rangers are still doing all their stuff in space. It's kind of in canon with everything else. Um, what's making this one significant is that um, something happens on Earth and these rangers have to come back out of the woodwork to fight the villain. Hmm. Um, ironically, the villain is Rita Repulsa. Um, but if you watch the show, it's Power Rangers in Space, I believe, she was purified. So the big rumor is that this Rita is actually not even Rita. It's an AI that's brought back by the Machine Empire, the villains from Power Rangers in Space. And we're mm -hmm. going to have this like Ultron-style uh, Rita that is now wreaking havoc so it has her memories has her voice but it's uh, a, an android is this show to put a cap on the saban disney yeah. nickelodeon years and go here it is here's the big the the graduation and then netflix will do something new with the ip that's kind of what it was i mean this this the special is called mighty morphin power rangers once and always it's meant to be a 30th anniversary of the show it's going to bring back those okay. members of the cast that came back and after this show, we have the uh, Power Rangers, um, the the new season of the continuation of what they're currently doing. The, the Dino Fury, I think. I don't know. What were they called currently? I, I haven't watched it. I don't Dino know. Fury. They sell toys. Uh, I don't know. What, what um, are the toys it's, called? The Dino Fury team um, is... I haven't watched uh, Power Rangers in like 10 years. So. Yeah. It's been, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, <laughs> so I think Dino Fury. Um, and after this, it's now turning into... Um, something else like they they're this is gonna be the first time that from the ground up the Power Rangers are unique. Um, 
Let me see if I can find the picture. Uh, I am now as a kid. I liked the show, and I didn't know anything about Japan. Now I know about that. But if they're shoot, but if they're going to be shooting this from the ground up, who are the stunt people in the suits? Okay, because here we go. So, um, the the show that we currently had was Dino Fury. This new show that's coming out on Netflix is called Cosmic Fury, and it's going to have the same characters, but all the costumes are re redesigned. Uh, tweaked out a bit. The Red Ranger is the Pink Ranger from the last season, and the so we're gonna have the first main canon female Red Ranger, but the Red Ranger from that last season is now this like silver and gold Ranger, and he has a cape. So he's not in this picture here, but he's like he's essentially the the Tommy of that that team. So um, that's gonna be their that's coming out this fall, and I think once that show is done, that's when Netflix is gonna do like the grand reset of the IP and do their own thing. Uh, is the current Cosmic Fury show, is that what is playing in Japan right now? Or is no. this... Uh, my understanding, the Cosmic Fury may be its first original IP. Okay. Hmm. But it's a continuation of Dino Fury. So it's like they took some of the elements of that. Um, let me see if I can find that answer. I'm just going to Google it real fast. Because... Um, Cosmic... So it's kind of like, it's kind of like what, what Zio is to Mighty Morphin. Kind of, yeah. It's, like, it's a continuation, so the same core team of that new show, of that mm -hmm. the, pre the current show is going to continue over. Uh, here's mm -hmm. another, another good picture, because um, this was like their big... Um, of course, it's not going to let me, let me say. I'm just going to present my screen, because... Yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Power Ranger illiterate. <laughs> um, so this is the new team <laughs> in this show. Um, see how the the White Rangers kind of have this, this cape thing going on, and the Black Ranger... They all have like the Green Rangers like shoulder pads. Oh, something else you need to know, Prime. So now they launch the show, usually with only three Rangers, those three right there. And then they'll add a fourth, add a fifth, add a sixth yeah. along oh, the dude. show. So instead of having five kids all, it's just three people and they get beat up and there's this like mentor guy and then the mentor guy joins and then the mentor guy's there and then a new guy. So okay. they part of the narrative of the show now is adding more rangers so even though they okay. showed you all six we probably won't get all six of them at the at the get-go no we will because it's the same team from the last season we're probably going to get new ones added after that even yeah. more than the six yeah because i think some of the other shows they had like seven or eight at one point that's so they... too much <laughs> that's, that's a lot i don't want to i don't want to see you eight to the five. Rangers, man. six is fine um it's partly adapted from something that japan did but it's like they're using the costumes and using some of that stuff but it's kind of an original ip with some of the tools that they had so okay. um it sounds like it's pre-original but the designs may not be as original um but they've been filming since october in new zealand and they plan to um go all the way through until the show debuts uh, later this year then once that's done then netflix's uh, grand reboot is uh set to come out and then will the show continue on Netflix? Well, this show has been made by Netflix. So I think uh, whatever Netflix does with Power Rangers after the show ends, it's all theirs. So I think um, they're not going to follow in the Saban route and just do the, like, oh, you we ran out of stock footage. Let's just adapt a new set of Power Rangers into this show and just make it weird. Um, they're just going to reinvent the wheel at that point. And we're probably going to get, like, a Mighty Morphin reboot with, like, the dinosaur team, but like complete new designs, kind of like the seventeen movie, but um, in series format. Severely underrated. 
Oh yeah, very much so. Severely underrated. There's there's two bad choice. Taylor's three bad choices to make a bad movie. That movie has two bad choices, so it's passable. But yeah, it's it's I, I liked it. I wish you, it, it's better than the sum of its parts. Yeah, I think the biggest issue that I had with that movie was that they waited till like the last twenty minutes to make them Rangers and do the final battle. Like the fact that they spent so much time world building and then just at the very end, now we're Rangers. Let's do the thing. I'm like. This kind of screams low budget in a way, because like I was like, if you're gonna withhold all of that until the very end, it just seems like, eh, I don't know. That's, that was always my my issue. My understanding that that, that didn't it, bother me. I I I I personally like a slow burn. I like have yeah. I like having to earn it. What did bother me was the design of the Megazord. I didn't. I, yeah. I was not um, feeling that. I liked in the original Power Rangers, like the the explanation that Zordon gave them was. When you fight, you fight to defend, and you never escalate. And that was the the line that they used. Why the Power Rangers never start the fight, grab their swords, and step on the villain. It was they don't escalate the fight, but if the fight escalates, they escalate with the fight. Mm-hmm. So that's why that every episode it was like Power Rangers fighting by fists. Now they've got their weapons. Monster grew. Megazord. Now we won. Like it was always that that tiered because they were never the ones to escalate. Right. Um, and then the whole this design decisions to make the Power Rangers based on. The powers of that of that that planet okay why does why did the dinosaur that why did the zords in the 2017 movie not look more like the dinosaurs they looked like why did the mastodon have six legs like it just seemed it was almost too alien when they're supposed to be pulling from those those things i would have mm-hmm. preferred just something a little bit more animal looking and less alien in that regard but um I think the last thing that I, I do want to bring up before we wrap up is um, I like this comment. That movie was almost a Breakfast Club movie. It pretty much was. It pretty but much it was. was. It, yeah. it was good. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, the one question that came up is 1899 canceled uh, by Netflix forever. Unfortunately, Netflix moved on. So unless 1899 yep. gets picked up elsewhere, which it probably won't, we're going to be left with that as, as it is. Because Netflix, um, unfortunately... <laughs> That is just kind of more more to it. Like I'm I'm legitimately worried that the reason we haven't heard anything from Zack Snyder's Planet of the Dead or uh, Zack Snyder's Las Vegas is because they're they're waiting to put those into productions when they can afford it. And I'm I'm like that maybe that's why they're canceling all this stuff is because they made this commitment to Zack. And the reason why we didn't get all these movies all at once like we thought we were is because they just can't do it. So maybe they had a tough year. There's they too did. many. Stre- there's so many streaming services now. I mean, did y'all see about MGM Plus? Like it's 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 crazy. And uh, <coughs> MGM Plus is now a service. I don't oh, know. Was that a thing? On. MGM is owned by Amazon. Right. I thought that was Amazon. Well, I don't yeah. know why I, I drove down the boulevard today here in Los Angeles, telling me to sign up for MGM Plus, and I'm picture sure it didn't be- happen. Drive again. Take me a picture. <laughs> okay. I'll t- I'll show you. I'll All show right. you the stuff I saw. Um, and then lastly, uh, Zack Snyder has today dropped a fantastic little eight-second snippet of Rebel Moon. Beautiful. And I'm not going to play the audio so we don't get in trouble, but all it was, oh. eight seconds. Glorious eight seconds. I told Taylor that this trailer just shows you we are not Star Wars. Because yeah. people are like, oh, it's Rebel Moon. It sounds like Star Wars. That nine seconds goes, that ain't Star Wars. Ironically, though, this was Zack Snyder's original pitch to make a Star Wars movie, and uh, Lucasfilm didn't want to do it. So he's like, 
then I will change so much of it to be it's not Star Wars that it's going to make your Star Wars look like a child's story. And that's what we're getting. Like, uh, one of my buddies uh, messaged on a um, Twitter, like, is there going to be zombies in this one? I'm like, no, but I think there's a spider alien. So that's a whole other issue. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of stuff in right? It's like, it's like a crazy. centaur, but with like spider legs. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has put lightsabers in his last two movies. I guarantee you we get a Rebel Moon beam saber of some kind that somebody is dope with. Oh, they're doing merchandising for Rebel Moon. Believe that. You think it's someone's got a? You think someone's got a laser katana? Uh, not like what that. I would personally love. I would personally love. Sorry, <laughs> Taylor, you dying? Um, what I would personally love is if um, they made their beam sabers um, very realistic. Um, mm. There was um, in one of the Gundam shows. Let me see if I can find it. Um, there was like. Uh, kind of a one-off on that show the way they did the beam saber on that show was that it was a self-contained unit um with the saber coming in between like this metal chassis right and yeah i think that would be the smartest way to differentiate a lightsaber if Isaac was going to make it like what do you have i have a katana but on one side a light uh, like a, a laser beam is on the uh, on the back end of it like it's not a lightsaber because it's still a friggin sword but it has that ability <laughs> To be lightsaber like if he turns it around and attacks with it yeah that'd be that'd be dope Hi. that'd be dope it also makes sense i'm excited like, about i don't have a lot I'm, of time with this power source so i'm just gonna do it slap slap with my sword and then two seconds <laughs> cut you in half turn it off <laughs> <laughs> like, real quick, that would be fine i am excited mean, about uh uh tom hulkenberg returning and, and collaborating with with zach snyder Ironically, yes. I found out that he was doing it maybe about three hours before he announced it. So when I posted my clip using his uh, music from uh, Rise of the 300 uh, sequel, um, yeah. that was 100% me saying, yeah, he's doing the soundtrack, and this is what we're probably going to hear. Mm. And everyone was like, wow, you got really lucky with that music. I'm like, did I, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about it this morning. That's um, all it was. was someone was like, he got he got junky. I'm like, Yay! Really somebody somebody that. says uh, Rebel Moon going to be rated R. I believe Probably. 100% it's going to be rated R. I, I think I so. Believe it. I think once somebody gets their face smashed in or someone gets a, like a like a blaster f- shot through the face, like yeah, we're going to be like, "Oh, it's rated R for violence." <laughs> I, I wonder if it's possible and we we've already talked about meddling and changing of movies. So that's not what I'm talking about here. But like when I was a kid, there was a PG-13 version of Spawn and an R-rated version of Spawn in yeah. the same movie theater. I could very, I would love to see them do like an, a, maybe an adult version and an unrated version, or maybe like one, you know, I don't know, maybe he like does some silly space censorship of people's heads being blown in. I don't know, but it's like, you have a platform, just whatever vision you want, let me know which one is his director's cut, and then you can do whatever else you want with the is other it, versions Is of it, it weird that I would kind of like it what they did with the more recent Gundam shows where the explosions are now like pinks and purples and just be like, that their blood is pink and purple because of the atmosphere. Yeah, and that's no, the PG-13 version, but the Red R no. one, here's the hardcore stuff. Wonder Brothers <laughs> cartoons have been doing that forever. I just yeah. watched the Super Suns where they're killing uh, uh, jellyfish, starfish up in space, and they do greens and purples and weird gunk coming out of them. It was great. Put a katana inside of them. <laughs> Damian Wayne was killing him with uh, Superman's son. It was real fun. They were friends. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I like this comment here. Um, I'm tired of Netflix doing old TV stuff. 
Stop making shows that end in cliffhangers. I feel like a kid seeing Pirates of Dark Water on the OG Shawnak show and not coming back. Pirates of Dark Water, I, Michael remembers this. That was one of my favorite shows as a kid, and I was so mad that it never got its conclusion because I think it had one season. It played and it at the weirdest of times. The reruns happened at weird times. It was just a flash in a pan, and then we never got closure on it. Yeah, and, like, the season ended with, like, him getting a couple of the jewels and, like, clearing up, like, a whole portion of the ocean. I'm like, it's happening! And We're too like, late in the show to talk about nostalgic shows from 1994. Taylor, bring us home. All right. Well, on that note, thank you, everyone, for joining us and for putting up for my uh, my sickness. Um, if you want to support us and help uh, keep the lights working, um, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the culture nerd. I'm having a hard time breathing. Um, those, thank you for everyone who does support us. I've been your host, Taylor Murphy, my co-host, Michael Santel, Prime the Godfather, and Jace. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and everyone asking, our new logo has been made by Jose Navarro. You can check him out on Instagram at Navarro and Jose M. Um, right now, we don't have an intro, so it's TBD, but Jace is going to help us out with that. So, Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Wait, bring us back before you go away. Jay Stu, if people want to follow you, how can they find out the content you are making? Where do we go? Uh, you can follow me at studio underscore media. That's S-T-E-W-D-I-O underscore media. That's um, at YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff on YouTube lately. I got the, the, the podcast, Studio Time, which is now a part of the uh, culture nerd podcast network yep. um shout out to the chief taylor you're a great man thank you um but yeah that's <laughs> that's some it's, it's some really great stuff me and my co-host justin we've been having a really good time so please go check that out once again that's uh studio media s-t-e-w-d-i-o underscore media youtube twitch tiktok instagram uh, Prime be living his best life on Twitter. Twitter be popping right now. Can they follow you at Prime underscore 76? <laughs> Any platform. That's how you find me. All platforms, the same tag. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. We'll go light those streets on fire. Taylor, bring us home, Taylor. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. If you're sitting at home, go ahead, scan that QR code. Um, support us on all the channels. And... Uh, we will see you at our regular time of Tuesday uh, next week. Um, I promise that this sickness, um, it's a sinus infection for anyone asking, it should not be lasting much longer. So once I get over this crap, things will be back to normal. Once it is, everything's going to be fine again. But on that same note, we do have some fun fun shows coming up at the end. At, uh, is it next week already? I think it might be next week already when we start launching our spinoff shows. Oh my, that came real fast. We got two new shows coming up next week. We got uh, Through the Monocle, our movie review show. And then we've got um, the uh, the Cultured Pull List, our comic show. Those are going to be debuting on Wednesdays and Fridays starting next week. These first episodes are going to be each uh, just in initial introductory episodes. And then from then on, uh, expect them to be following this very specific format that each of those shows will be letting you know of. But uh, thank you again for joining us. And we will see y'all next week. Good night, sweet babies. Peace. Peace.